0: Human Hurricane Response with Tracy Johnstone, McDonald's operation owner.
1: On the weekend um, before October 10th, which October 10th is when Hurricane Michael came ashore in our area as a, um, a class five um, storm, um, you know, 36 hours before that, it was a tropical depression. Um, first time we've ever experienced a storm that it got stronger as it got closer. Typically as they get close to land, they diminish. So within about three to four hours, um, our community um, fundamentally looked like it had been bombed. Um, About a 90 mile swath down the coast and about 40 miles inland. Unlike anything, you know, we've ever seen before, certainly, and when you talk to all the first responders and the volunteers that came subsequently, um, they said they'd never seen destruction like what we experienced there. Um, so we'd lost, you know, roof on our home, um, lost two roofs on two restaurants, damage, you know, catastrophic damage at four locations. Um, we lost about 50% of our employees um, by virtue of them being displaced and not having a place to live.
0: How did this become a humanitarian crisis?
1: you know the the message today when you talk when you think in terms of speaking to the regulators is um the humanity of the event comes first you know um and that doesn't mean we're we're making exceptions to how we prepare and serve food Um, it just means that when you first engage the level of hurt um, the level of shock the level of grief that people are experiencing no matter what face they put on to come in and try to get a restaurant or a grocery store open Um, that piece of that humanity just cannot be lost upon anyone I think um, they shared today a lot of the folks who did come from Tallahassee um, just they went back a little shell-shocked of like you just won't believe what we've seen Um, and then when you live in that month after month even now you know some almost nine months later um, it is way far from normal Uh, we probably we have 800 million trees on the ground you know Um, it's very far from normal so the message today I think too was not just the humanity piece, that that, um, the modification piece that has to take place and that it's not business as usual and it's still not even today, but it's certainly not in that post storm, you know, few months afterwards.
0: So does the disaster plan become irrelevant? as a
1: brand um, and as a franchisee, I've been through dozens and dozens of hurricanes. um, And there is, I honestly can say, I don't know that there is any planning for this. You know, when you have a total infrastructure collapse, meaning you have no banking, you have no internet, you have no cellular connection, much less landlines. Both TV stations were destroyed, both hospitals were destroyed, every nursing home was destroyed. Um, you're talking mass medical evacuation happening like you were in what we would think of as the Middle East, perhaps. Um, so. I, no, we were not prepared, but we certainly thought we were. You know we printed out all the the you know the names of the employees and their phone numbers, uh, secured the building appropriately and you know put everything in the freezer and secured you know did all the normal things you would do. Um, we just you, we had no idea. You, we just had no idea what was about to happen. To look at a photograph in the days before the storm just catches my breath every time because I realized I had no idea what was
0: coming. What made this crisis?
1: Um, Just when the physical plant damage, you obviously start with your least damaged location, but what that means even, um, to get that restaurant sanitized, even begin to think about receiving food, even when you have water and you have power back, that is a monumental undertaking. Um, McDonald's sent dozens of people um, from what we call field service. Who stayed in there were all of the hotels in our town were destroyed so they stayed in hotels about 45 minutes away but under the conditions it was three or four hours drive but they stayed there drove over every morning drove back every night and without that labor and that workforce of people that rolled up their sleeves and were helping us sanitize restaurants there simply wasn't enough of us left and all of us were living that at home you know sleeping out in the front yard because it's too hot to sleep inside um, so, so the, you know, doing having that kind of process of, you think you think in terms of getting a kitchen sanitized, you know, maybe one day, maybe two, you know, this this was two weeks um, of getting things sanitized. Um, so, and just getting back to even even with we could have received a truck logistically. Um, You know, our issues were supply chain um, was not the issue, the issue was people um, and and sanitation in the stores and getting that established to make it make sense to even put food in the restaurant. Um, And I think I shared today my biggest advice would be just to go slower. Um, For the sake of your people, even though you might want to get open to help your community and provide hot, fresh food, um, and even if you can safely do that, doesn't mean you should. You need to give it a minute. You need to catch your own breath as an as a owner-operator, as a business owner, but you need to let your people catch their breath because they are all navigating the same devastation.
0: What are the lessons for all kinds of disasters?
1: Well, I can't, the only thing I think I couldn't relate it to is is an earthquake. I've never experienced an earthquake, Um, but um, for this hurricanes, we're always taught you're afraid of storm surge and that is still a thing and that is why there is no gas station bank home. There's one home left standing in the Little Mexico Beach area um, from storm surge that just literally washed all those homes out to sea. Um, but that's what you're taught is storm surge. But in this case, it was wind damage. It was the, the wind damage. Wind did all of this. It was nothing to do with water. It was everything to do with rain that came in after the wind, um, but it was wind damage. So when you think about storms, when you think about tornadoes, um, all of those things relate to that. And of course, tornadoes are very instantaneous and zero warning. You know, We had a couple of days warning. Um, I did not know that wind could do what it did. Um, You know the I-beams, those big kind of rust colored I-beams that stand up um, outdoor boards, you know billboards, those were bent over to the ground like an eyelash. All of them on every one. It takes, you know, heat to bend steel. Um, So if that's a perspective of what that wind did and that so relates to other weather-related disasters of what wind can do, you know, it doesn't have to be water that's rushing in, um, it can be just the wind. So those events all of a sudden became very similar, you know, to me, um, that it's not, it doesn't take just a hurricane, it can, it can take just all of that other kind of weather that you're right, we seem to be experiencing at a phenomenal rate across the whole U.S.
0: How are people resources valuable?
1: You know, the biggest piece was um, just people that could come in and physically help us get the hard work done of getting cleaned up. Um, it wasn't just that we didn't have enough people, it was the people that were there were traumatized. You know, and having fresh people come in who were there for four or five days and then could leave and go back to, to their normal world, um, that absolutely was the most beneficial thing. We had a, 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 you know, a gracious amount of that, but we needed even on a bigger scale, I have learned, you know, in terms of systems within the brand. Um, to be able to respond on that scale. And that is the thing, the scale of this is the game changer or or tornadoes, horrible, but it cuts typically a straight line path. You know, this, the breadth of this, you know, 90 miles long, um, it was just so encompassing. Um, You know, you just had to have fresh people um, keep coming in. So I think the people coming, um, just another learning in that of what helped us but also what became a barrier is, it was crazy that um, you know disaster aid um, became the burden. As people in all good intentions deliver me a half of a truck, trailer of bottled water, there's me and my son to unload it at the office because there's people aren't out and about, they're not able to get around, there's no fuel. Um, so, and that happened, you know, every time people thought they were helping us by sending us stuff, um, stuff wasn't the problem. It was just getting cleaned up and getting, finding people. You know, we were five days before we found and, and verified that our office manager was alive and okay. You know, that's a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, you know, but the people, the, that physical support of people coming in, um, and then, of course, you know that that we're you know, McDonald's brought in. They call it the McRidge, Um, and it's this giant semi, self-contained. They came in with food, proper refrigeration. It was staffed. Um, you know, doing that for our community and feeding—it's and all free, feeding people free. Um, that's a beautiful thing. But it also what that did for morale for our community, and so boosting and helping people with their morale is a huge piece of the mental health side of this and just supporting people through the you know, the mental health aspects of the recovery is, is significant.
0: What can be done now?
1: Probably just helping us keep awareness up. There is such a need for that. You know we were almost eight months before we got federal aid. We were a pawn in a game. Um, and that is insane because and it wasn't that yes, we need federal aid. You know the, the cleanup alone, for example, in the city of Panama City, um, the cost of that cleanup exceeded the annual budget. You know, so there has to be aid. But in the meantime, we're borrowing money as a municipality and as a county to try to, you gotta clean it up so you can function. And that took, you know, five months um, before debris was removed from the roadsides. We still have 800 million trees on the ground right now, though. Um, So, you know, this doesn't, people, when I see people, when I travel, they'll say, oh, y'all are back to normal, right? And it's like, no, you know, we are far from normal. We probably still have 40% of the homes with blue tarps. So um, just helping us keep the narrative alive because the news cycle goes on to the next, you know, to the next event, um, and there's probably nothing more hurtful than for people to think you're okay when you're not, um, and there's probably nothing more helpful that when you realize and you acknowledge, you know, it's that whole concept of you need to be seen. Um, and keep seeing us, you know, keep seeing anyone who lives through a disaster. Um, stay in touch with where they are in their recovery and, um, and um, help, you know, help continue to navigate that because it's a very long road.
0: For more information, visit www.afdo.org.